Welcome to the Gnomecast, the Gnome Stew's tabletop gaming advice podcast. Here we talk about gaming things to avoid becoming part of the stew, so I guess we'd better be good. This episode is brought to you by our awesome Patreon backers like the bodacious Bob Quack, the extravagant Erica Bond Barbagaris, and the jubilant Jim Anderson. Today we have myself, Ange, along with some new voices to the Gnomecast. In honor of celebrating 20 years of gaming together, I invited the other founding members of one of my groups to join me here. So everyone give a warm welcome to Scott, PJ, and Woody. So why don't you guys give us a little bit of an introduction to yourself uh, with a little bit of an overview of how you got started playing RPGs and how long you've been playing. Scott, I'm going to start with you. I am a player of every type of game. You can't name a game I won't play. I've been playing all kinds of games forever. My intro to RPGs was a little um, convoluted because, like, my, my parents, they sort of succumbed to the uh, demon panic, the, the, the satanic panic, you know. Um, and so, so I didn't have a whole lot of access to early gaming stuff, which just made me want to play it more. <laughs> I, like, uh, borrowed, like, random supplements from, from friends and stuff when I was a kid. At some point, I met some people who were pretty cool, and uh, we started playing more regularly, and I played more and more over time, and uh, now I actually try to follow more rules more regularly. <laughs> you, you try, I try to. I try to. Yeah, you try. You try. TJ, what about you? Way back when, in third grade, I had this one friend, Joe, who was really into D&D, and he tried to get me to get into it, to the point that I had like the beginner box. It was the red box at the time. Looked it, liked it, read the rules. But we can never get a group together, which, you know, turns out that's a thing. <laughs> and so that was third grade. So I really started in seventh grade at lunchtime where there were a bunch of friends. For us, it was junior high. Uh, other places we probably call it middle school. But anyway, lunchtime, we would go and play Traveler in the cafeteria. And then that would expand into any study hall that had like more than one of us in it or what have you. Yeah, kind of like what Scott said, right? We probably followed some of the rules, but mostly it was just really fun and kind of made up new ships and weapons and kind of all sorts of things. Um, so a lot of fun. And so that was like mid 80s. And then from there, we moved into basic Dungeons and Dragons, uh, where we convinced my friend Mike to start being the GM because uh, he liked having modules and following kind of the script and the story. And so, you know, it kind of took off from there. Uh, and then we quickly turned into about six to eight of us, depending on the week, meeting every Saturday in my parents' dining room. And, you know, it was just a lot of fun. Um, and quite honestly, it really hasn't stopped since then <laughs> for one group or another. There were a couple of uh, couple of dark years when I uh, lived in a place for a few years and there were very, very few gamers. Um, but fortunately, I left that area and now I'm uh, actually that was where I was before I found you guys. Ah. Uh, and so I was very excited. Well, we'll probably get more into that with some other questions. Woody, what about you? I've always enjoyed a variety of different games. Um, I actually run a couple of social gaming groups in my community right now. I um, have for probably longer than I've been with you guys, actually. It's about 25 years going on that. Uh, yeah, you started started with uh, running Cope back in the 90s, I think, didn't you? Yeah, around 95, yeah. There's been that. Um, I actually got into role-playing kind of early, Initially, I got into the cartoon show, the the D and D cartoon thing, and wound up running into a few friends at school that were also very much into like they loved the cartoon, they liked a bunch of other stuff, and eventually we wound up uh, deciding to kind of play that, and so we wound up playing the the advanced Dungeons and Dragons as opposed to the box set because this was already out by that point, and that turned into like an every 
every weekend thing, usually every Saturday, and then like three days a week in the summer type of thing when we had the summers off. My my parents were a little concerned when the whole satanic panic thing hit, and they they were like, I don't know, and I'm like, I've been to church more than you, so don't have to worry about it. But yeah, that that was pretty much my intro to that. Um, I kind of fell out of it a little bit in college. Um, I got sucked into Magic: The Gathering for a little bit because that was just coming out as I was in college. Um, Gross. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was only a few years. I only I only made it to a fourth edition of the card sets, and then many years later, sold all the Alpha and Beta decks for eight times what I bought them for. And later, got back into role playing and stuff through friends of friends of college, and then eventually stumbled into you guys so so speaking of stumbling into us i've talked about this many times on the gnomecast or in my articles but in early 2000s i was desperate for a gaming group it had been many years since i had had a regular group because my college friends had stopped playing regularly and i just i really missed it so i went out and found a group the gm was absolutely awful but it turns out there were these three guys in that group that I really kind of liked. And we ended up splitting off and kind of became our own game group without the bad GM. And we've been gaming together ever since. So what do you all remember about us meeting for the first time? To be clear, I met Scott and Woody first, and then TJ came in at the next session we played. And I believe Scott and Woody, you two knew each other before I met you because you had already. Anyway, tell me, tell me about what you guys remember about all of us meeting for the first time. So I'll go last because I did come last to the party. And when I met you, I had no idea how long you had all been gaming together. I <laughs> thought for a long time. Turns out I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the new guy. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm probably the oldest member of that original group. Probably. Yeah. yeah. I originally met Scott at a wedding for said GM. And there was kind of like a, a little bit of a, a instant recognition because at the time I was dating someone with bright blue hair and he was wearing a kilt, which was not the theme of the wedding. And so we just kind of went, hey, that person's interesting and vice versa. Yeah, because I mean, there we are at like this wedding and it's, you know, it's all these these nice fancy people, you know, it's, you know, wedding stuff. And, and, uh, and yeah, and we kind of were like, hey, you're my people. <laughs> Yeah, there was another couple that that was at our table when we actually sat down to do the dinner thing, um, and they were they were hearing impaired, um, and I actually knew sign language from college, and so there was a little bit of that. So yeah, we we were kind of the oddball table in the group, which was fine. So I actually knew this GM through a friend from college who had been GMing before that, but then life happened, kids, and all that other jazz, and so we kind of split off into this other little group. And it wasn't the best, but it was better than nothing, kind of, almost. Um, and then and then other people showed up, including eventually Scott. And there were a couple of other people involved that were also... There, there were a few other people. There was... Yeah, there um, were a few others. Yeah, there was, there was a couple of, like, college kids that sort of... We were like, okay, can, can I give you a ride? Because where we were gaming was far away from the college, and it just wasn't, you know, wasn't all that conducive. And so we, we, yeah, we did a... kind of realize that... that some of us were in a different place in our lives, and I think that 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 probably contributed to right. So so when along comes Ange, who's you know like okay, I think I think you needed a ride or something, and we're like okay, well, I mean it's oh wait, you're like an adult. Oh, huh? We can have conversations. I remember the GM when I met him 
basically asking me if I would be okay gaming with people who live in alternative lifestyle, people <laughs> who are younger. And then there was one other category he put in there. And I completely mixed up who was which of the group because I thought Scott was the younger people because I thought you were significantly <laughs> younger than I was. <laughs> Turns out it was the other guy who had a beard and, you know, long hair that was the young guy who was a college student. Yeah. But it was like, I don't know why the GM made such a big deal out of it because you guys are all cool. And then the next session we played which is when I first asked Scott for a ride because the GM had been giving me a ride and he was one of the worst drivers I've ever been in a car with. Uh, but that's when TJ joined us. That's true. So I had just moved into the area for work. Like I was in temporary apartment the company was putting me up in. And so again, I've been gaming since the dawn of time and I've moved for work a couple of times. And so this was right. So there's sort of a process which will be somewhat dated, right? It's that you go find the comic book shop or the gaming store or the bookstore, and you look for like the bulletin board where you can put up an index card. Those are these white things for those who haven't seen them, <laughs> you know, and you kind of say, hey, I'm looking for a game to play in, or you see if there's a notice there looking for players for their games. And so I did that, and I think it was, I think it was Millennium. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was Millennium, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the bigger game stores in the area that had a had an index card. And I was like, okay, cool. So I called the number, left a voicemail, and then eventually got a call back from the GM. And he wanted to, you know, meet me in a neutral place. We met at a Starbucks because he wanted to, you know, kind of vet me before letting me come join a group at his house, which I was like, well, that's good. I like seeing that. He did all of the right things. I exactly. So I was like, oh, okay, good. I, you know, I appreciate that. I would do this too, right? I've got kids. I don't want some just strange person that I'm not comfortable with coming to the house with my wife and kids. So that's great. And so met him and that was fine. Talked a little bit about, you know, different games we had played and whatnot. And so that, that was no big deal. And so then it was like the next weekend when it was the first game that I had, you know, come to there. And so that's when I come in and we go and I think we were down in his basement. And so, yeah, I met the three of you. And like you said, there was a couple of other people. And so I was like, oh, okay, fine. This is, you know, great. Nice, nice group. Um, you know, very happy to, to have a group this early on to moving to the area, because like I kind of said, the previous place, very little gaming it was very it was it was a dark time. But also, as Ange mentioned at the very beginning of this, the GM was not great. But at least for me, bad gaming is better than no gaming. And that's probably not as true anymore, but maybe the bar is raised. It was it was it was it was second edition too, if I recall, right? So I mean, no, yeah. he was running third edition. Yeah, it was third. It was third edition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there was there was still that culture of like the GM versus the players. So yes. like there, when he's being his bad game. GM, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was it was he was definitely running third edition, but he was running it in a first or second edition style. Right, right, right. Yeah. Which like I mean, nah. that's that's a style, right? So you I, sort of think, well, okay, maybe this is just how we're supposed like maybe that's just the vibe we're getting and and i think it was three or four sessions before things kind of started to fall apart and implode it wasn't a lot of sessions i just remember the okay yeah like you said this is kind of an old school gm for how he wants to run things yeah nah, fine no big deal and i don't know if it was session two or three when I was like, oh, Woody's bored and he's just trying to screw with the GM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it was what it was. You had like that cloak and you were like, well, let's face it, murdering peasants and then rolling in the bodies. And I was like, oh, and the GM was getting into it. And that's when I was like, Ooh, maybe, maybe we can do better. Yeah. 
I was trying to see how much I could break the game before he had issues, and I expected it was going to be way, way before when it broke. Yeah. No. My 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 story with that group is that like I kept coming back because of you guys. I really liked you guys. You guys were fun to game with. His game was awful. It the world didn't make any sense. He was a bad GM and he was creepy. And my last straw was I attended a there was a convention in downtown Rochester called Unicon that had happened for the first time that year. And I'm like, you know what? I can get there by bus. I'm going to show up and I'll play some games. And the very first game I played was like, oh, God, I forgot what a good game was like. And at that point, a bad game was not enough of a replacement for no game. But thankfully, <laughs> EJ wasn't about to let us get out of his grip. Because I want to say it was around Christmas time, like, like this all happened. Uh, Unicon and me stopping coming was probably around Thanksgiving. Yeah, and I want to uh, say it was yeah. two or three weeks later. I get an email from TJ going, "Would you be interested in playing if we weren't playing at the GM's house?" Yeah, if you don't have your own group of people that you've had for years, because you know you're new to an area, still a different group. So, <laughs> I had met gamers right i was like find a game in the area good this is great i'm enjoying the, you know the game okay i'm not enjoying the game but i'm enjoying playing with these couple of people okay fine so let's try this again and pretty much like you said between thanksgiving and new years of that first year I, this was 2003 you know for for when we're setting because makes sense right 20 year anniversary yeah so by New Year's, it was pretty much done. And so then it was like, well, okay. Also, since I met you, I was done with temporary housing, had bought the house. So now now I have a place where people can actually come and game. So I'm like, okay, now I can host. You know, originally I was like, I'm in this little apartment. There's just, that's not an option. <laughs> so by the New Year's, great. I can host. Let's see if we can get some people together. And usually gamers who have been in an area for a long time, they'll know a couple of other people. And so I reached out. You guys all responded very favorably. We got together and started, okay, what do we want to play? How do we want to go do this? That was probably the first of the many, many, many iterations of TJ asking the group, what do you guys want to play? <laughs> and us going, I don't, I don't know. What do you want to run? It's died down in recent years because I've admitted I don't have time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, and uh, I, I, uh, you, you were one of the first things that that that, that i kind of remember about like oh this is different utj we're, we're, we're kind of one of the first people i ever knew who suggested hey how about we don't play in the basement you know we have a couch in that living room where it's like good lighting and comfortable and you know because because you know you you game in the basement it's that's 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 where gaming happens and you know and you were like or we could be adults and use this nice kitchen i have living room i have and you know sit sit around the you know that was one of the things about the the GM we all met through. He had this large house. He had it had a dining room. It had a kitchen. It had a family room. It had a living room. All you know, public living areas of the house. No, we still had to play in the basement because that's where you play role playing games. That's where you play role playing games. Yeah, yeah. 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 I figure you, you pay the mortgage, you get to use any of the rooms. Yeah, it's, it's kind of ironic actually because as I noted, I I originally met him through a college friend who had been. Been GMing for a while before that, and that was like we did that in the dining room, which you know above ground gaming. So, <laughs> what are some of your favorite games that we have played over the years? Because we have played many. There's been a lot of D and D, but there's also been a lot of other stuff. What are some of your favorite things hmm. that have happened and 
games we played from those years. Anything oh. you run end. Oh, Scott. Did it suck? <laughs> it didn't suck. <laughs> so actually, one of my favorite games, um, and this was, I think, one of the earliest games that we actually convinced you to run, was that Mutants and Masterminds <laughs> game, which I had a blast with. Uh, which one? We've played a few of them, actually. Which one? So, so the very first one where we started out, we didn't know what our characters' abilities were. We just made people, and she uh, put them in the situation, uh, yeah. and mm-hmm, she put mm-hmm. us in the. I think it was it was the undersea base, mm-hmm. and yep. she had a whole scenario lined up. And I'll, if she wants to tell that story, she can tell it because apparently I'm not, I'm a bad person. Oh, I've I've told this story many times, but I I will say TJ TJ was a crash course in how to GM. Because he broke my game in so many ways and kept me on my toes. I did not mean to do that. You never did it maliciously like Woody in the cloak rolling in the dead bodies. It was just a, I'm going to do this thing. I believe my character can do this thing. And I'm just like, oh, God, he's right. I don't know how. To... Okay, let's see if we can roll with this. Yeah, that, that was one where we stole the pirate ship, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep, you stole yeah. the pirate yeah. ship in yeah, that, that game. Yeah, that was... Uh... That was fun. I I did enjoy that game. That was a ton of fun. One of my favorites was a one-shot that TJ ran, which was a World of Darkness one-shot, where we all made normal people, normal people, and then TJ gave us a little secret card that told us what our secret was. I believe I was a vampire, Woody was a werewolf, Scott was a cultist, and other people in our group were various other things, including Tristan who was a terrorist who basically ended up strapping a suicide bomb to himself. And we ended the session with Woody yeeting him out of the top of a high rise yep. in the middle of a fireworks show for New Year's Eve. The normal yep. kind of monster. Yep. Yeah, it was, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. I mean, it's probably important to remember he was like a music producer. Yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah. It was, he kind of knew everybody, but he was, he, he wanted to make somebody who was a horrible person. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Now there's 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 been so many. Oh, I I, uh, I have warm spot warm spot in my heart for uh, for for uh, TJ's Eberron game. It was it was shortly after Eberron came out, you know, and it, it was I don't know it was it was uh, po- probably my first like like here's a new world. Let's all learn about it together, you know. And we, I mean that that was that was the game um, where where we got the 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 inside joke of the monkey will kill you, which has a whole story. <laughs> It's I won't I won't I won't bore the, bore you with the story now, but but uh, it's a real funny story anyway. Uh, you had to be there. There were there were there were there were just a lot of a lot of a lot of wacky things in this strange new world that we suddenly had this whole compendium for and figuring out like how does this work and how does that work and you know yeah that was I, I it was it was world building from from the ground up. I, that was that was that was really that was really fun to me. There there have been so many games honestly, but but. Um, and I, I think with that Eberron campaign, it was also a moment where all of our characters kind of gelled yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, and it just really worked. Yeah. Yeah. We've had a few like that. I mean, there was there was the, the whole Gauntlets campaign. That was the, mm-hmm. the, the, the jumping back and forth a little bit, you know, playing in the fifth level and then jumping back to second and coming back to fifth. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. But there's there's been a lot like that. Um, I think my favorite actually is one that we're hopefully going back to in the next month or two, <laughs> which is, you know, the, uh, the, the whole Thunder Cranes group. Tristan's City of Cowls campaign. I've loved all of the other games we've played, but this one 
just kind of that character came alive for me for some reason yeah. and like i really really enjoy that character the gameplay is is probably not i'm not i'm not going to say as fun it's it's it, there there are funnier and much more memorable parts of a ton of other things that we've done over the past two decades but that campaign just has a spot in my heart so now we've all taken turns to gm over the years and i kind of blame that on tj i'm used to things being my fault yeah i mean usually they are do you guys have experience with groups where multiple people gm or was our group kind of the first where you saw that in in play oh definitely first for me for sure yeah yeah yeah, our high school, back in high school, um, we took turns doing that a little bit until it was very obvious that one of us was much better at it than the rest of us. And then we kind of went with who the best person was. But we did a little bit of that early on. But that was more just trying to figure out, like, who had what skill sets where. This mm-hmm. is the first time where it's been something where it's been a rolling campaign where, like, you know, we've we've changed things but kind of stayed together as a group. And it's also the first time that I've had experience with where like we come back to things. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things like, you know, yeah, there's a one shot or there's, you know, we play this thing for, you know, six months to a year and then people get kind of tired of it and we move on to other things and having things where we've come back. Cause this is what the, the, the Cal's campaign is what this is the fourth time we've come back to it. Something like that. Oh, I I'd have to look at my notes, but I think it's like six, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 Uh, did you have experience with that? Yeah, for me, back in high school, actually, we, we did the rotating uh, GM thing, actually. We started with my friend Mike, who liked to do modules. And then as people, as we all got to be better gamers, we would kind of take turns as the GM so that we would all get the opportunity to be a player as well. And then that also really started doing um, a lot of different game system switches. You know, it was very heavy D&D at first, but then like West End Games, Star Wars, Battletech, the the wargaming, as well as the MechWarrior, you know, role-playing on top of that. And so pretty good variety. And we had a couple that we came back to, but a lot of them were more like, we'll do this for like six months and then someone else takes over and you kind of wait till, you know, people, you, you change it so people don't get burnt out. Now, um, Scott, mm. was it TJ that pushed you into GMing too? Like he pushed me into GMing? Because I don't know if you had much experience GMing before you started running for us. Yeah, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure it would have been TJ that that really. I mean, that's well, and pro- probably probably the whole group kind of lofting me up on on your shoulders and saying, "No, go ahead, do it. Yeah, you can you can do this." I appreciate all of your patience, really, because I know I was not a good GM, <laughs> and I don't know that I'm necessarily all that good to start with, or to even even now, you know, I you know I do my best, but yeah, no, I I, I never had before. No, uh, in my experience, the um, the GM is generally the wizened know-it-all that probably is the guy that bought all the books right so so like uh so like i played some vampire in college a little bit um and as you know a group of poor college kids like no none of us had the books except for like i think i think he he ran the store i don't know it was that guy that showed up he was this older guy who was there and he ran the game because he had the books right it's you know so that's usually been my experience so until chiefly tj probably pushed me into to, to running my own ember on game which was you know not the best game anyone's ever played. It was fun. <laughs> and then I tried again and it was, it was okay. It was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I got, I got better. There were some issues with it. There were some issues. You were a new GM, uh, but I think we all had fun with it. Uh, in fact, Doug was just talking lovingly about uh, Iknara, his goblin wizard that played in that campaign. Yeah. That was a really cool character, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Iknara was a good one. Yeah. 
so I know I was not a good GM, particularly to start with, but I appreciate, let me just say openly and publicly, I appreciate all, all of, you know, you guys' open and honest criticism to say like, hey, man, your NPCs suck. Do something about that, <laughs> right? Like that's actionable, right? That's that's like, huh, okay, let me think about this, right? And so now either I kind of lean into uh, a, a real jerk of, a, of an NPC and just go with it, or we just kind of say, eh, don't worry about it. Or I try to sort of characterize why are they being kind of aloof? Like, like what am I thinking? And then sort of convey that, right? Actionable things that you guys, right, have, have really helped me to be a better GM, for sure. Yeah, I, I think one of the strengths in the group, too, is that not just online, but even in person, there have been occasions where, like, if something is not going quite to plan, you know, like someone has forgotten that, you know, this beast that we're fighting has legendary actions, just as an example. Either, you know, a note gets passed from one of the one of the more experienced GMs at the table, or, you know, a message gets sent in the background in a private chat that says, hey, you know, not not that I want to get eaten by the dragon, but hey, you should probably look at the uh, the, the legendary actions and start doing some of those, or the lair actions. Or the magic resistance, man. The number of times I forget magic right. resistance. Oh, God, right. yeah. Hang on. Right. That guy. Right. And that's, yeah. and, but but that's yeah. the thing is there's like this group, not only do you have people that are, you know, quiet and pleasant about saying, oh, hey, don't forget about, you know, um, but there's also an acceptance by whoever's GMing at the time to go, oh, yeah, crap, thanks. I forgot about that. And it's and it's not seen as like a put down or as, as anything negative. It's, it's seen as very constructive. I, I agree with that. I think that is one of the biggest strengths of this group is it's, it's very supportive and very cooperative. So it's, you know, we're all trying to have fun together. I mean, let's face it, right? You know, these days we're gaming online pretty much almost all the time, the occasional in-person, but but mostly, at least with this group, it's online. And, you know, the first half hour, 45 minutes is just catching up because, you know, the fact is that we have all close friends. <laughs> let's let's be honest. When we were playing in person, but in the before times, it was still the first half an hour, 45 minutes was us just getting caught up together after. Yep the week or two weeks since we'd last been yep. together. Sometimes even over dinner. Yeah. I was going to say, we started just formalize it over dinner, but like, let's go to dinner together. This way we could sit, we could chat and we could do that. And then, you know, when we get to the house, we'll just game, but we never yeah. just game when we got yeah, to the house. Yeah, we never just game. But still, we tried. <laughs> so speaking of gaming online, Scott, you ended up moving out of town back in 2019. What were your thoughts about leaving the group behind? And then when you rejoined us after the pandemic happened and we're like, Wait, we're all gaming online anyway. There's no reason Scott can't still play with us. Let me tell you, I was I was really worried that you guys would be so like mad at me or right because because I mean, gosh, we've been friends for so long, and we have you know this. this I mean, we, we have we have we have long-standing campaigns. I mean, I wasn't leaving you know mid-game, but also like we've been doing these things, and and mm -hmm. I was I was genuinely worried that you know I'd be met with hurt and betrayal and feelings of all, all, all I, I was really guilty I, I felt i felt really really bad like i was cheating on all of you i mean i, I really did i was <laughs> i was so worried you know but i kind of made time to tell you in person you know like a friend like listen i'm moving and i wanted to tell you personally because i love you and i respect you i think at that point we were all like Oh, okay. He's finally admitting to us all that he's moving because we knew he was moving probably about four or five months ago. Well, and I had been traveling for work when he had kind of decided to start telling everybody, which, okay, that happens a lot. Um, and so it was finding the time he wanted to tell me in person, right? Well, you wanted to tell me in person, you're right here. Uh, and, and so 
you know, okay, great. And so we went to it was a it was a Tim Hortons coffee place, and you were you were very very you were very nervous about that conversation. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, he's either going to tell me he's got some horrible disease, or he's admitted he's moving. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And 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 in the end, I mean, thinking about it now, it seems silly, right? Like you're moving get over it like it's fine life goes on people move. i had i had a series of, of life event changes and you know and i know people in columbus and so it was you know it was just i needed to move it was time uh, and and you were all so supportive it was like yeah great good go do yeah good well like it's fine i do believe i threatened you mm-hmm. that when i attended origins you were going to schedule <laughs> something with me because i know what you're like with origins and i'm like even though we'd be in the same physical geography I'm like, no, no, I need to tie him down to make sure I get to actually see him. Well, and it's funny, too, because now at Origins, we uh, so so like this year, I think I think I, I saw you more at this year's Origins than I ever have at any Origins before, because because like in the past, like I see you every week. It's fine. Like, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah just here. Well, and at, at one point we work together like I see you literally every day. It's fine. There's Ange, whatever. We're at the convention. We drove together to Origins. You disappeared, and then we drove home from Origins. Yeah. <laughs> so so I actually see you more at Origins now as we make time. And, you know, and it's, uh, it's nice to it's nice to finally meet some of your friends, Ange. They seem like real nice people. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you guys think has helped us stay cohesive over the last 20 years? I think one of the bigger things that has helped the group in general has been kind of an openness to to kind of let people grow into their own space as players and as gamers and to be willing to kind of pick up new people occasionally because we have done that there's you know the group that originally started with just the four of us we're up to i think like eight or nine or ten now and and there's been this flexibility to like split into different groups to do different things and if people need to fall out for a while they can and and come back and I, I think that's one of the big the big things is is being able to do that. So Yeah, I think we have eight or nine at this point that's kind of split between two two games. So some of us game every Saturday, some game every other Saturday, but I think that flexibility has really helped. Also TJ not willing to let us out of his sight. True. But but also we started getting together with gaming, but it it did fairly quickly move to getting together to, hey, we're going to go catch a movie or, you know, go get dinner or, you know, whatnot. And so, I mean, that helped, right? It, it kind of grew outside of that, you know, that one context of gaming. And I, I grant, I think that does that helps a lot because you, you're building just stronger relationships. Um, and yeah. I think that's also what then lets you do things like, OK, great, someone's going to go go off and do something else for the summer. So we're not going to see them for a couple of months. So we'll have a different game, you know, and we'll pick something up that that person plays in when they get back. And that's fine because almost the purpose is to get together and do things and have fun together than to play this specific game or right. that specific game. And there have been times in the past where schedules have changed. So we like, I believe there was a period of time where we were gaming on Fridays mm-hmm. and then Scott, you got the job where I work. And your schedule was Monday through Friday evening. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't play on Friday evenings anymore. So we are like, yeah, yeah, we'll switch to Saturdays. That's no big deal. We can do that. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that flexibility and I mean, like you guys are my friends. Like TJ said, 
the relationship grew beyond just gaming together at the table. It was more, I like these people and want to keep seeing them in my life. Yeah, and, and we do social things outside of gaming occasionally. Um, you know, be that like, you know, a picnic and, you know, that, mm -hmm. that type of thing. Like we just had just recently a housewarming from another friend. You know, there's there's been a lot of things where we just kind of mesh in other ways. Um, and it also does kind of help. I mean, the community here isn't enormous. We've had common friends that we kind of recognize, you know, they, they show up at some event that like a housewarming and we go, oh, wait a minute. Like, you know, that person, <laughs> how do you know that person? Oh, wait, you know. I worked with them like 20 years ago and you know, I went to school with that person over there. Well, that's always fun. So kind of to wrap up the conversation, if you had one piece of advice to give to a gaming group, what would it be? Commit. You have to commit. <laughs> it's not necessarily the most important thing. Like I think the, the most important thing is that you, you, you got to be friends. But if we game every Saturday, then you, you kind of the way to get a regular gaming group that plays every you know every Saturday is to play every Saturday. It sounds like a silly thing, but I've sort of seen and heard of and been around and you know other groups that don't really manage to meet every Saturday. So of course you're not going to meet every Saturday because no one is ever able to meet or Friday or every second Tuesday of every month, whatever time you're available. It's not the most important thing. I think the most important thing is that you're friends, that you, you, you know, you, you, you like each other and you enjoy hanging out with each other, but actual advice, you got to commit. You got to have, you got to have someone who like make a Google calendar uh, every Monday, you know, <laughs> have someone send out an email or something if you're not available. Oh, by the way, and yes, I am available this Saturday. Okay, excellent. The two big things for me have been really like the regular commitment and being clear when you can't commit. Like that's another big mm -hmm. thing mm -hmm. because there have been a couple of times where we've had a couple of people that said, oh, look, I have this thing that's going on this weekend and I can't do it. Even then, half the time we still wind up, you know, oh, let's get together and play games on Board Game Arena. Oh, let's get together and just do like a dinner that night instead. There's usually for the remainder that can do something we generally try to do something every once in a while. It's like, especially if it's early on and we discover it on like a Monday or a Tuesday that the next Saturday is free. It'll be like, eh, okay, everybody go do your own thing. But also yeah. half the time there's been some type of Hey movie thing. I, I, I think another big one is it really, really helps to have a cat wrangler. <laughs> Realistically, we have that in the spades with this group because we have a couple different people that, that do it occasionally, but there's one primary which is you, Ange, who sends out, you know, every, you know, literally it's like four days before there's a, there's an email that goes out saying, Hey, everybody's on for this date. Right. And it kind of keeps everybody on that track. That's because I almost lost it on you guys once when people canceled at the last minute for a game. So yep. <laughs> moving forward, I basically set up the calendar reminder so that I send out the reminder at the beginning of the week for we're gaming this Saturday. Let us know if you can't make it. And it also helps to reel in which game you're playing too, right? Because then mm -hmm. it's like, wait, because I mean, and you, you you have like seven or eight or 10 or 12 games going right now, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. I would argue with you, but if I started counting them, uh -huh. I'd probably get close to that number. Yeah, so not that many in any one week, but it probably is in any one month. But, yeah. but so in answer to your question, I would say it's maybe a little bit softer and squishier. Support each other. Mm -hmm. This is a cooperative hobby, 
right? It's very easy, especially if you go back to, you know, the dawn of, you know, time, at least for me, right? So mid-80s gaming, you know, when you first started, most people had like, well, this is the game master or the dungeon master in more cases than not, um, you know, and these are players and this person tends to play this type of character and this person tends to play that type of character. As players, you're going to grow and as a group, you're going to grow. But that's only going to happen if you're all comfortable trying something a little different, mm -hmm. supporting each other. Of, hey, you want to run? Awesome. Let's go play this game for the first time. You're going to go see what it's like to run. We're all going to learn this game for the first time. That's fantastic. I, I think that is important for a group to last this long is so that it can actually evolve and not just be static. I will also echo that thought because I think one of the things that has helped us have longevity is our willingness to swap GMing and rotate campaign mm. um, because that allows us to support each other when life gets in the way of being able to run a game. Like in 2020, when the pandemic hit, we were in the middle of Tristan's City of Cows campaign. At the time, he worked for the City Department of Health. He was about to get really busy. So it's like somebody, if we wanted the group to keep going, somebody was going to have to step in and offer to run something instead of Tristan. And like, you know, we've all had those moments where life is getting in the way of us being able to do the heavy lifting for the group. So we take turns doing that. I think that's helped us a lot. Yeah. And that's even true on like if there's a weekend where somebody's like, look, I just haven't had time to prepare X or Y. Mm -hmm. Usually somebody will jump in and go, hey, I've been thinking about doing a one shot with this other system or, hey, you know, let's do this other thing that we were talking about doing anyway. Um, and they kind of jump in and do that. That helps relieve a lot of the stress off of the group in general. Yeah. Once in a while, we've even had groups where, you know, it's been you know, somebody goes, oh, I haven't had time. I've been so busy. And we've all kind of gone, yes, we've just all been so busy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do board games. Yep. yep. So moving on out of here, this show is funded by the Gnome Stew Patreon. You too can be a Patreon backer by following the Patreon link on the Gnome Stew website to the Gnome Stew Patreon. This ad is brought to you by the Nostalgia Tote. Everything happening today will someday be in the past. And if you want to keep your nostalgia fresh and clean, we recommend our totes specifically designed to keep your memories shiny and happy. If you're enjoying the Gnomecast, you'll probably like many of the other Misdirected Mark shows. Here's one to check out. Bonus experience. Monica and her friends explored gameplay and design through the lens of diversity while also sharing some of the dumbest humor gaming has to offer. You can find all of the gnomes at gnomestew.com, gnomestew on Blue Sky, and gnomestew on Facebook. Uh, is there anything else you guys would like to give a shout out to today? I guess I would say just all of the other players in our group that aren't actually on this, but uh, have been with us for many, many years. Yeah, I think even our newest Laura has been with us for about five or six years now. Yep. Yeah, I want to say Doug and Laura joined us at about the same time, but Doug had been with... Anyway, they're, they're all awesome. They're good people. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for doing this, and I think... I think I'm going to say this episode was good enough that I'm not going to throw you into the stew pot. It didn't suck. Much appreciated. <laughs>